Jenna and her pregnant mother were sitting at home in the dark. They were in the dark because a storm had come through and all the electricity in their house and on their street had been cut off. As they sat in the dark together, Jenna's mother, who was pregnant, went into labor. Even though Jenna was only five years old, her mom said, I need you to call 911. So Jenna called 911 and the EMT people came with the ambulance. But in the darkness, and because they couldn't put her in the ambulance, it was really too late, the EMT man said to little Jenna, now I need you to help me, so I want you to hold this flashlight right here while I deliver this baby. So the EMT specialist delivered the baby as Gemma, Jenna held the flashlight. And when the baby came out, the man took the baby by the toes and slapped it on the bottom, and the baby began to cry, and he slapped it again so that it would cry some more. And then he looked over at Jenna, and he said, Jenna, how do you feel about having a new baby brother? She said, slap him again. He had no business being up in there. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes the perspective of children is a very interesting thing, isn't it? Seeing through their eyes and how things come to them and how it looks to them is always an interesting exercise. So this morning, as we've heard Reverend Terry read the scripture and the story about Zacchaeus, I want to invite us to maybe look at it with new eyes, with a different perspective. But before we do that, um, I just want to do a little experiment. I'm just curious of all those of you who went to church camp, how many of you learned the Zacchaeus song? Uh-huh. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Come on. Little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. Is that scary that you remember that? <laughs> yeah, takes up a lot of brain space to remember things like that. <laughs> well, this is a familiar story to us. It's a story about a wee little man, about a short man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And the people around him in the city of Jericho didn't like him very much, not only because he collected taxes from them, but because he was able to up the amount that he collected from them and skim off the top the difference in what he collected and what was actually owed to the Roman Empire. And so he was not a very well-liked man because he had gotten rich off of his selfish motives and at other people's expense. Well, Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming through Jericho, and the scripture says he ran ahead and climbed up a tree because he was short. He wanted to be able to see when Jesus came through. As the story goes, Jesus came through as the crowds followed him, and when he got to the tree where Zacchaeus was, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree because I'm going to your house. The crowd was angry because they didn't like Zacchaeus and they couldn't figure out why Jesus would want to go to his house. But Zacchaeus came down from the tree and he said to Jesus, you know, I have really done wrong. 
And so I'm going to not only pay back the taxes that I have stolen from people four times the amount, which is required by law, but I'm also going to give half of everything I own away. Something happened there, didn't it? And even though the story doesn't really fill in the blanks for us, something happened at the moment that Jesus saw Zacchaeus. There's a northern tribe in South Africa that has a special greeting when they see one another. The greeting is Salabona, and Salabona means I see you. It's a special greeting because it's not just hi, how you doing? It is a moment to stop and lock eyes and say, I see you. I really see you. It means in its depths, I see all that you are. And the response when someone has seen you is to say, Sekona, which means I am here. In my own imaginings, I wonder if that's what happened that day when Jesus was passing through and he saw Zacchaeus. You have to wonder, did Jesus look up in the tree and for a moment Zacchaeus understood that he had been seen. He had been seen. All of him had been seen. And did you hear Zacchaeus's response? He got out of the tree and said, I am here. Not only am I here, but because I have been seen by you, Jesus, I am changed, even in this moment. Things are beginning to change for me from the inside out, even in this very first moment of having been seen for all that I am. I think it's a beautiful notion to remember the spirit of this story, of what it means that you and I have been seen by God. We have been seen. All that we are has been seen. And we respond, I am here. If you've seen the movie Avatar, then you know the two characters, Natiri and Jake Sully, who form a love affair over time. The theme song of the movie is, I See You. And there's a place in the movie where Natari says to Jake Sully, I see you. And she grabs his face and responds, I see you. In this world of passing each other by, where at best some days we say a quick hello, how are you, and the whole time we're moving on to the next thing. I just want to say, I confess, I am one of the worst. And I am realizing as I contemplated this story that it might be really important for me to slow down a little bit and when I meet people, whoever they are, is to take a moment so that I can really say, I see you. Oliver Sacks, a great neurologist, in one of his books, he talks about one of his patients, Virgil, 
who was blind in early childhood. He wasn't born blind, but in early childhood he became blind. Oliver Sacks did surgery on Virgil, and he did it, and he was able to restore Virgil's sight. Very interesting that though he restored his sight, together the, the two of them over time realized something very important. There is something different about having the physical capacity to see and the ability to see. What they discovered over time is that Virgil, though he was able eventually to see colors and images and shadows, he never was able to fully see. And Oliver Sacks said it's because there is a difference between our physical ability to have sight and our deep ability to see. He said of Virgil, no matter how much time went by, his behaviors continued to be that of a blind man. I want to challenge you this morning, and myself too, about the ways our behaviors say to people that we are blind that we are unwilling and unable to see, that we continue to act like blind people. And you see, when our behavior is one of a blind person, that is how we become selfish. That is how we become self-centered, because when we are blind in our behavior, then we do not stop and look and see, really see. So God in the person of Jesus and in the character of Zacchaeus remind us that the beauty of our relationship with God is that God has stopped and said, I see you. I see every bit of you. I created you. I love you. And now I want you to be generous of heart and see others in the way that I see you. Forty-three years ago in 1968, Reverend Troy Perry, a young man who'd been ousted by the Pentecostal church because of his sexuality, was laying in a hospital bed recovering from an attempt on his own life. As Troy tells it, when he was laying in that bed, God said to him, Troy, you need to get up out of that bed. I see you. You are my son I love you, I see you, I see all of you. And I want you to get up out of that bed and I want you to go tell my gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender children that I see them too. And he got up out of that bed. He got up out of that bed and he ran an ad in the Los Angeles paper and had a Sunday service the next week in his home and 12 people showed up. A good omen for us that 12 people showed up. And on that day, Reverend Troy Perry did exactly as God had told him. And when they came for communion that day, he gave communion to lesbians, to gay men, to transgendered people, to a Jewish person, and said, I see you because God has seen me. And ever since then, 
This movement that we call MCC has been under construction. We've been under construction all over the world. Churches all over this country where we began. And we've been under construction in Eastern Europe where it was people of faith from MCC who led the first ever Pride Parade. We've been under construction in Jamaica where Time Magazine says it is the most dangerous place for LGBT people to live in the Western Hemisphere. Our people there under construction go to church every Sunday at the risk of their life. Don't you wish you wanted to go to worship that much? We've been under construction in Africa, in a place where it is lethal for people to say who they really are and to be really seen. We're under construction in Pakistan where six young women just want to be free. We're under construction in Australia where our crave young people simply want to have air. They want to have air to breathe. And they want to say, I am MCC. So my friends, I think our challenge this morning is that if we're not careful, we will gather in rooms like this, enjoy all that we enjoy. From time to time, we will see each other, really, but the danger is that we will fail to look outside these walls, to look outside the boundaries of countries and governments, and that we will fail to see those who want and are desperate to be seen. It is through us seeing them that they will know that God has seen them too. That, my friends, is the God story here in the God house. May it be so. Amen.